Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia Pacific shares are trading mixed this morning following an overnight rally on Wall Street. U.S. stocks shrugged off an early slide to close higher and halt a four-day losing streak. Tech stocks led the way with the Nasdaq climbing 1.7%. The Dow and S&P 500 finished higher as well. Closer to home, Sydney is up more than 1%. Tokyo is in the red though as investors there return from a four-day weekend. The Nikkei is currently down about half a percent. Joining me now to discuss all the market action is Ryan Huang. Morning, Ryan. How are you doing? My name is Michelle. Happy Wednesday. Same to you. Let's start this morning with the banking sector. Yesterday, we discussed how financial counters were being sold off amid reports of money laundering. And today, we've learned that Hong Kong and Singapore are the top destinations for suspect funds. Some eight and a half billion US dollars in suspicious flows have passed through banks here and in Hong Kong. It's a lot of money, Ryan. But put it in context for us. How does this compare with the global sum? Yeah, top destinations in Asia though, not the world. So that's something to keep in mind. You have Singapore and Hong Kong at the top for Asia, followed by China and India. Of course, Singapore and Hong Kong are financial hubs. Mm -hmm. So that comes as no surprise to see them up at the top of the table. So $4.4 billion is what Singapore has been linked to. And in the grand scheme of things, the big total we have from the report is $2 trillion. So a small fraction out of that sum. But $4.4 billion, um, it is still enough for some people to sit up and take notice and start asking questions. Did anything go wrong? Because Mm. uh, we have to remember these are uh, compliance reports of banks saying, hey, these are suspicious uh, activities. So they actually put up their hand to say there may be something wrong there. So uh, this is all part of the routine process. And there may be some wrongdoing, but that hasn't been proven yet. Uh, so something to keep in mind, of course, um, banks globally under pressure yeah. on the back of that news over the weekend. Yeah, the suspicious reports are not in themselves necessarily proof of wrongdoing or confirmation of wrongdoing. But still, the Monetary Authority of Singapore says it is closely studying these revelations. It'll take appropriate action following its review. How are Singapore banking stocks faring on the news? Yeah, pretty much in line with bank stocks everywhere else. So you have seen the likes of HSBC and Stanchart not doing too well. Mm. Um, But if you look at what happened on the STI yesterday, the banks were down and you've got DBS leading the way with a drop of uh, around 1.3%, closing at 19.74. So that extends the year's losses uh, to around 24%. So pretty similar picture for OCBC and UOB. So looking at what you have actually at the opening minutes, we are actually seeing them bounce back slightly, mm-hmm. just barely. Uh, this is, um, well, at least for DBS at least, is up by 0.1%, but for UOB and OCBC, mm-hmm. just underwater for now. So down by 0.2%. So somebody keep track of for the rest of the week. Indeed. Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, shares of HSBC fell 2% yesterday, down more than 50% since the beginning of the year. Now, in corporate news, Tesla is making headlines, and not just because of its first battery day in the U.S., closer to home. Tesla signaling plans to set up shop here in Singapore. What is the latest with this electric vehicle car maker? Yeah, so if you are a Tesla fan, maybe you can start working for Elon Musk. So that is what is on the cards, at least if you go to some LinkedIn advertisements. And they are putting out advertisements for um, positions like senior developers. So that is something 
of a bit of a hint that they may be coming to Singapore in a big way to step mm. up their ambitions for the region, for their electric vehicle um, ambitions. So that is uh, something you can check out on LinkedIn. Of course, this is in the backdrop of the mega event, the corporate event called Battery Day, along with its annual general meeting. Yeah, we, we talked about that on a show, Money and Me, last week, in fact, breaking down what Battery Day means and what investors are looking for in the run-up to it. All right, so Elon Musk noting that Tesla deliveries will rise 30 to 40% this year as compared with 2019. The news item that may capture the most attention globally, though, is the promise to deliver a mass-market, self-driving, electric car within three years. Just how much, or perhaps I should say, how little is this car going to cost? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to put things in context first, right? Right now, the cheapest Model 3 car from mm. Tesla is at around $38,000. Okay. So the new price tag that you could get a Tesla for, if his promises do come through, mm. true, is $25,000. So that is going to fulfill his promise of reaching the mass market with a cheap or cheaper car right. uh, that he uh, put a price tag on back in 2018 that he promised you know, this will be available for $25,000. So it looks like he is keeping his end of the bargain when it comes to making his promises. In other news, we have reports that the U.S. Justice Department is preparing to file a case against Google before the end of this month and is likely to focus on Google's dominance in the internet search market. Now, this action could also set off a string of lawsuits from U.S. states. Ryan, what is the nature of the accusations that Google is likely to face? Yeah, if you think about it, Google is everywhere and that is pretty much the basis of this lawsuit. Mm. They are trying to figure out if um, there is enough weight behind an antitrust action against Google. So they have been collecting interviews, information um, over the past 18 months at least. And now the latest development is you are seeing the Justice Department about to brief state attorney generals to get them on board their lawsuit. So they can actually sue by themselves, but they want the extra weight and the extra heft that comes from having state attorneys on board this lawsuit. So that will give them an extra, I guess, um, push or firepower. So that is um, around the entire basis of accusations that Google has been monopolizing unfairly its position of controlling the end-to-end value chain of the online business when it comes to advertising, when it comes to um, search engines, when it comes to data, and even the Google mobile operating system. So that is all under the spotlight or under these crosshairs. So it has been uh, going through the past 18 months, interviews with media, advertising, other tech companies. Of course, you will hear, or it won't be difficult to find people complain about Google, uh, especially when you go to competitors. So they have been compiling all that thousands of pages. So the next big uh, development to watch out for is that lawsuit lending and hitting Google. Yeah, all parts of effort to restrain the power of Amazon and Google. Uh, Time now for a Market View game show. This one called Up or Down. I'm going to give you the name of a company or economic indicator. You tell us if it's moving up or down. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go, Ryan. Singtel shares. Singtel, I gotta say... 
unfortunately, <laughs> is down. 12-year lows yeah. and mm. it doesn't have a lot for it going right now with the restrictions. Mm. So you don't get travellers going overseas. You can't do roaming. So that data services or at least your overspending on data is also down. Mm. So that is um, something putting a dent. As well as overseas associates, that is not doing too well mm-hmm. on that front. So Singtel shares are down. Yeah, the shares' dividends also threatened by, of course, the pandemic and the company's deteriorating financial position. Next up, Nike. Right, Nike. That is interesting because it is a snapshot of what's going on on the economic landscape. And Nike smashed earnings expectations. And this was due to online spending and a bit of a rebound in China. And do you think people just wanting to lounge around in athletic wear? I think it has something to do with the last dance as well. You've got people snapping up more Air Jordans and ah, maybe a bit okay. of work from home or mm. exercise from home as well, helping mm-hmm. to fuel that. All right. Next up, TransferWise. Okay, TransferWise. This is, if you're not familiar, is a payments firm. I use it all the time. Around. Okay, yeah. so you are probably one reason why it's doing so well. <laughs> it's uh, revenue. It's up 70% from the previous year. And net profit after tax more than doubled to £21.3 million. So that is a huge testament to its uh, business model. So fourth straight year of profit for this unicorn. So... Mm. It looks very promising for TransferWise. Indeed. Earnings more than doubled in the last fiscal year. TransferWise has its Asia-Pacific base right here in Singapore. Last one for you now. This could be an indicator for the uh, U.S. economy, U.S. home sales. Yeah, it is interesting to see all these indicators. So property sales seems to be doing quite well in the U.S. And this is with the numbers coming through from the existing home sales, hitting a 14-year high. And we are talking about a 10.5% jump in sales from the last year. And it seems the only thing holding it back was a lack of supply. In fact, there were fewer homes on sale. It was down uh, 18.6% for the month of August. That didn't um, put buyers off. So that, despite the low supply, we saw higher sales. Mm. So all in, another indicator that the US economy is picking up. But of course, we have to look out for that fiscal stimulus, which Fetch Jerome Powell has been calling for for quite some time. All right. Before we move on to local markets, a piece of breaking news from the U.S. Earlier this morning, local time, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a spending bill to avoid a government shutdown. At the end of the month, the bill now goes to the U.S. Senate. Straits Times Index now fell nearly 1% yesterday to close at 24.63. That is its lowest finish since April. Ryan, how's it trading this morning? Yeah, across Asia yesterday was mixed, and so far it is continuing to be mixed across Asia. And a quick glimpse across um, got Japan, mm. reopening after two days of holidays, and they have some catch-up selling to do, so they are down by 0.5%. Otherwise, it's flat for Korea and Australia up by 1.3%. And the STI uh, making back some of those losses, it was down 0.9% yesterday, and it's now up 0.3%. 2,469 is the latest read on the STI. And some stocks to watch out for. Uh, You do have SGX in the frame because um, they have announced they are putting aside their legal dispute with India's National Stock Exchange. So they will work together on a trading link. And also worth watching is Elite Commercial Trust. They have come up with a statement this morning to say their UK-based portfolio 
is getting the support of the UK government's expansion. So telling investors don't worry too much. And also worth watching is Wilma is now on a trading halt. And I think investors have been watching for a long time for updates, more updates around its upcoming IPO on the Shenzhen Stock Exchange for its Chinese unit. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang, joining me as we went through what markets are talking about this morning. Coming up, really exciting show. Stay with me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.